Welcome to the Rooster Podcast. Welcome to the college basketball playoffs. <laughs> so, what do you, Bernie Burns. What do you think the team looks like out there tonight, well, Mr. Burns? look, I think the field looks great, you know. They look they strong. Have, both teams are coming into this off big wins, you know. Neither one of them was expected to beat the number one seed. They both did somehow, so today Bo- should be an exciting matchup. Both, you say? <laughs> Listen, go fuck yourself with that. I've go, been saying go. both since I was like eight years so old. So, I, I ran away for a minute. Let's just do quick intros, I guess. Do you know that joke in Red vs. Blue actually came from my buddy Jason Sagawa, who would make fun of me for, for saying both? <laughs> I'm surprised not me, from me making fun of you for saying both. I don't listen to you. Uh, so, this is Gus. Gavin. Barbara. And Gus. this is Bernie. So I stepped away for a second to go work on uh, uh, an issue, and I came back, and all of a sudden my, my laptop is covered in drinks now. I put your margarita on your trackpad. I have never cringed more in my entire she, life. She didn't want me to do it, and she couldn't look at it once I'd done well, it because it was leaving a big yeah. ring. Barbara's a good friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fix something, and my, lap, my fucking trackpad I'm was screwed I'm also up. a neurotic Jew. What? So <laughs> I was just like, get it off, get it off, get it off, get Why it off. Why does water affect the capacitive feedback I think it was. From, I think it was the cold. Believe it or not, the cold. I felt like it was sticking and it wasn't working right because it was too cold. Yeah, it was too cold. But ah. usually, the warmth of your finger is the thing that moves the trackpad. Right. Yeah, but it's not it's warm not enough. Warmth. It's not temperature based, is it? Do you even know? So it's electricity. Maybe the electricity wouldn't conduct. Isn't isn't heat? Isn't electricity just heat? Well, they don't need okay. <laughs> Here we go. So isn't electricity just heat? Let's think about that for a second. I mean, the stylus isn't heated. That's a good point. A stylus uh, is not heated. Nailed it. Unless it is, but just in the tip of it. What, what did you get me? What is this? All right, put that on the list of questions for later. It's a margarita? Yeah. It's a margarita and a vodka soda. You want to give a cheers, Gus? Cheers to South by Southwest and the internet. And yes. we should probably explain oh. this to people who are not watching the video version of this podcast, that we are, uh, we are broadcasting live from the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are at South by Southwest. And we are at our venue where we've been for like the last week of South by Southwest. Seems like it, yeah. Having yeah. various parties and fun stuff like that. Can yeah. the audience hear all the people in the bar? They can probably pick it up a little bit. A little I, bit. I can, I can hear it. You can't really see them that well because they're actually down a level from us. But there's a bunch of people like here just like mooching off of free drinks They're and stuff also like not that. paying attention to our podcast. No. It's nice. like, no, no, look at that. You got a group right there. They're all paying attention. They're like, taking pictures. They're looking at their phone. They're watching the stream on the phone. Oh, really? Guys, we're right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to look at your phone. You can live it. Although, uh, I'm sure they can't hear us. I, you know, except through our headsets. Probably not. Uh, so, uh, right off the bat, fucking disgusting story I want to talk about. Um, did you read about the British Airways flight today? No. There the was a the- British Airways flight that took off from Heathrow, bound for Dubai. That's disgusting. <laughs> they get out, they take off about 30 minutes into the flight. They had to turn the plane. It was a 747. They had to turn the 747 around to go back to land in Heathrow. Can we guess why? Why do you name, why do you name the, how big the plane was? I mean, it, it, it's, in, it's important to the story. Oh, can we, yeah. guess, guess, can we why? guess why? Guess why? I'm going to guess that someone had explosive diarrhea. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's my guess. I'm going to guess that somebody in first class, this is my favorite airline rage story of all time, Somebody recreated that guy who got so drunk that he dumped over the drink cart and then took a poop on it. <laughs> was, was that Gerard was that Depardieu? No, he peed on a plane. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't name it names. I can try to look it up if I get an internet uh, connection here. So you were really close, Barbara. Someone took a shit so nasty on the plane that it stank up the entire plane. Really? And they had to turn it around. The pilot had to come on the intercom and tell people, don't worry about that smell. It's not a technical problem. It's just liquefied human excrement. Wow. Where? Liquefied. Wait, did they actually know the person who did it? Though? No. Because I would think, feel... Think about that. That is an epic shit. Can yeah. you imagine if Turn you took... Turn a plane around? If you took a poop and it was like 
delayed everyone's travel plans at spring break. <laughs> One guy had to wait 15 hours for the next Where's flight. My cough button? What's that? One guy had to wait 15 hours for the next flight because they went back and they had to cancel the flight. What Can would you- be the reason for that? That you had to put a leg on the reason why your plane was delayed. Somebody had to poop. Somebody took a nasty <laughs> shit. Also, that's really early in the flight. Like they're still climbing. This dude's like, I gotta go. Does so, somebody uh, ask the question here, which is most obvious in my mind? Was did he poop in the bathroom or did he just poop in his seat? I believe it was in the bathroom. Could they not just like pour water down there and like pl- plush it? Like what was it doing? Was it did it go know. down? I don't know. That's all I know is that someone took a shit he so nasty. He turned the plane around with his AD. That is amazing. He, it was so bad that uh, uh, a member of parliament had to make a public statement on television <laughs> about it. Can you imagine taking a shit so powerful? A politician news. has to get on TV and talk about it. What if it was just a, a really weird bet? Like a guy bet another guy's like <laughs> Turn a plane around using only Uranus. Go. And you just nailed it. Eat, eat this entire box of X-Lax and let's see what happens. That's I mean, what he came up with was that. I <laughs> assume, so many better things. I assume he didn't use the courtesy flush or anything that you usually do when you shit in a I public don't, I area. I don't think this shit would be contained by you, a courtesy you know flush. A courtesy you need like a courtesy right? nuke in order to get like, What these public areas you've been taking dumps in? No, I mean, anytime you you take a crap in a public area, whether it's a plane <laughs> right, well, or a restaurant. On. Let's address the issue that Gavin was bringing up here. Barbara Dunkelman. Yes. Do you poop in public? Absolutely. Really out in the open? You like on like, a sidewalk? Oh, That's not, disgusting. Not in a public. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So you so, would like go to dinner and then just go and take a dump in the restaurant? If I have to, yeah. Not just for fun. Gavin, what's if, wrong with that? No, no. I'm just, just asking because some people you go. Some people don't do that. Like Gavin is I a person. I can't control my shit times. Yeah. I'm with Barbara. Yeah, if like, you gotta go, you gotta go. But you're acting like you've never heard of this before, like that people don't go to the bathroom out in public. Right, but well, those no, people yeah, are psychotic. Definitely. Right. So, I mean, there's there's no reason to, to, to encourage that kind of behavior. No, I think people establish that in school. Like, they don't poop at school. And then they carry that through the rest of their yeah. life. Like, they don't poop at work. You just know you're going to be away from poo, from pooing for a long time. And you do one before you go. Here's the thing. With me... I prefer shitting in public than shitting at my significant other's house. Oh, I, I'm That's down with you Because on that. the significant other has one bathroom. Yeah. And, uh... You gotta keep the magic alive, Barb. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. You yeah. gotta keep it mysterious. Barb's, Barb's a hot chick. You gotta keep up the <laughs> doesn't even poop nope. thing going as long as you can. I don't fart either. If yep. I do, it smells like potpourri. Or poopery. Poopery. Yeah. How t- do you do that? Do you, like, charge up? I just go, When you're charging up for the night? Yeah. Just Gross. reload it. It's just flowers that come out instead of smell. One well, time, I, uh, my wife went into a public restroom, and uh, she came out. She goes, man, I can't believe it. It smells like shit in there. I was like, you know what? I'm glad it smells like shit in there. That's the one place in this whole building that it should smell like shit. <laughs> the smell should be contained in that room. <laughs> Why was she so surprised? I didn't know that she was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's a really good point. <laughs> somebody turned the mall around and flew it back to the UK <laughs> because somebody pooped at the mall. But I know I, I totally I totally feel you. Whenever I think I've said this before, but whenever I go to a hotel with Ashley, I never, never, ever use the restroom in the room. You can't, right? No, you, I, no go down, I do. I go down the lobby. I destroy you're, you're it. Married, you can. Yeah, you don't care. To be fair, hotel lobby toilets are pretty nice. Typically. They are. Yeah, and they're usually like not occupied. Can, yeah. I t- can I tell you a secret that I've learned? Don't go to the lobby. Go to the second floor where all like the conference rooms and stuff are. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. <laughs> I've always done that. That's like that's like super traveler pro tip. Yeah, is like if you need if you find a bathroom, look for a hotel. Go to the second floor. Yeah, go to like or if you're like at one a.m. Like where you wake the pool up. is and stuff, or, or like the conference, conference rooms. rooms. Conference okay. rooms. There you, you go. should write like a poo book for travel for travelers. That would be well, I, that would probably I be need, very well. It would be one sentence. <laughs> People can read it while they go to the bathroom <laughs> in different places. Like, oh, that's where I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poop on a 747. How many, chapter one. How many bathrooms? So, a 747 is the... It's got two stories up at the front. First class is up top. So, you figure they've got two labs up there. 
two in the front. Putting so much thought like into four this. Four in the middle and maybe another four in the back. There's got to be like 12 bathrooms on a 747. You think with, with 12 bathrooms, that'd be like an ab janitor. That just you think goes you're around. in a plane that's flying through the sky, they could just hit a button and kind of flush all the air out of the plane. Some, some guy that just like sits on the plane every like every flight and just cleans the bathrooms. What, like a bug cleaner on a flight? That's not insane. I guess if they're yeah, they're stewardesses and Why stuff. You think they should flight suck pimples. all the air out of the plane? It seems like I, listen, I know uh, the cabin of a plane is pressurized, but yeah. it does seem like there would be some way to vent the cabin in an emergency. Like just well, like I say, everyone smoke. hold that breath for a second. We're just gonna <laughs> no, or just you know, you just do it. I don't know. Yeah, do it a segment. <laughs> do it a little bit. No, you think what they could have done is like it'd be the one time that you could deploy the oxygen masks. <laughs> yeah. Be like, listen, we're fine. We have plenty of pressure. We're just gonna drop the oxygen mask so you can get some fresh air. Why didn't they do that for the plane that got turned around? Yeah, they should have done That's that. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that air lasts very long. I don't think it lasts long, <laughs> long, long like enough. A minute. Oh my. Oh, is it true? Well, it lasts long enough for the plane to go into breathable. I mean, you just go like this, right? Yeah, and stay it, it down into breathable altitudes or into the ocean. Yeah. Either one, you know, <laughs> then it lasts that long exactly. Yeah, go for a little swim. Oh, oh. I can imagine that th- that mask dropped and the oxygen came on. That that would be like the stalest, stinkiest air ever. Like because airplane air is already like that. Yeah, but it's, you can't smell oxygen. Like compressed well, it, it, oxygen. It, it, it's not a tank of oxygen. What is it? It's uh, it's an oxygen generator. It uh it it so when it drops. The process of it falling and you pulling on the on the cord, it activates a canister, which creates a chemical reaction that generates oxygen. Uh. That fe- that well, I, thought you, I thought you were saying like you pull it down and it had to like make oxygen. So you'd be no, like, no, no, no. Like, when, you, when, you, when you pull it, it just like pulls a little pin off of the generator. Just open those in the plane then and fill the plane with oxygen. It's like space balls. Just like a big one and just pull the cord and then you got oxygen. It's just like space balls. Have you guys ever Is had it? to use that thing in an airplane, an oxygen mask? Uh, no, but I know somebody who was on a plane that they had uh, decompression of the cabin. And which means like there's a leak, yeah, or something, and, and, and all the breathable air shot out. They were flying along at like thirty five thousand feet. It was halfway between San Antonio and Denver, I believe, flying along, and all of a sudden the plane went like this, and just like fuck, just dropped. And they, what he said first, what the first indication was, uh, his ears popped really hard. And then he heard a noise that sounded like 50 shotguns going off. <laughs> and that was the mask dropping down. Because they don't just, like, go open. They, yeah. they get thrown down yeah. like an airbag. It's amazing of. how many explosives are in vehicles as, like, a safety measure. Like, an airbag is an explosion that fills a bag. And we recently filmed a video, Dan and I, where there's these things called seatbelt pretensioners, which is when an airbag goes off, to prevent your lower half from sliding away, your seatbelt gets yanked down. And it uses explosives to, like, fire your seatbelt down. Really? And we filmed it in slow-mo, and it's fast as hell. Just, like, a little, little explosive charge like this in the seatbelt. You know, I got to say, like, we go out in my car sometimes and just see how fast we can make it go, because <laughs> it's the electric car that goes, like, 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. That car, if you hit it, it'll lock your seatbelt every single time. Just the acceleration on it. It's the weirdest feeling still. I still can't get over it. It's like a, it's like when you take off on a roller coaster, yeah. like one of those like short track roller coasters. It's the same kind of feeling. It's like a rocket that shoots you out. Yeah, you're not used to feeling it in a car, so it's like very disorienting. So we went out to a lovely brunch the other day. We which did. I hesitate to bring up in front of Gus because he was not invited. What? Yeah, we went to a lovely brunch. I love brunch. Do you? No. Fuck <laughs> no. I hate brunch. <laughs> I can't imagine. Why do you hate brunch? Brunch is terrible. Brunch is my really, favorite meal. Let me tell it's you. What how dare you, Gavin? How dare you ask? Asking that, I invited you. You bitched about going for two weeks. What are you on about? I knew you were weird about this. Do you want? Do you want to see the text messages? Read them yes. out. Look, this, this happened. Wait, I can't. It was so like vulgar. it was like <laughs> <laughs> we might get fined for cursing on the I love, internet. I love that we always Just talk use your about. Mute button. We always talk about text message conversations, but then when it comes to podcasts, we can never read any of them. <laughs> I know it's impossible. But this is what, you were like. 
you were like brunch, brunch, and then like something came up to the point where we might not be able to do brunch, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, we can't do brunch. And I was like, what is the big deal about this brunch? You're so obsessed with this brunch. I was just questioning why this brunch was so important. Like, who who goes to brunch? When you have like a nice big group brunch planned, it's exciting. I get really excited about <laughs> the stuff word like brunch that. has lost all meaning. First of all, I didn't plan the brunch. Ashley planned the brunch, right. and I got so I roped in. So I, we invited people to the brunch. Where'd you go? We went to St. Philip, which is... That sounds gonna, awful. It's going to sound weird. Yeah. It's a pizza place. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. But that's made by the people so. who do Uchi, which is like... There's a weird thing. I don't think we've ever talked about Uchi on the podcast. It's like... We usually go to like Gordo's and Home Slice and stuff like that. Uchi is a sushi restaurant that's in the middle of Texas, in Austin, Texas. And it's probably the best sushi I've had anywhere ever. It's one of it's, the best food, period. Yeah, one of the best food, period. Yeah. yeah. And it's process. like we don't go there very often because it's, it's pretty pricey. But it's uh, it's weird because like everyone's first reaction when they hear that the sushi restaurant in Austin like, that can't possibly be any good, and it's bar none the best one I've ever been to in my life. It's it's probably the best restaurant in Austin. When sat uh, the sushi bar, yeah, watch them make it. That's really cool. Yeah. I like doing it that way. When, I, don't know, I think they get overpaid for just cutting a fish. <laughs> I mean, am I, am I looking at it wrong? It's just like a dude cutting a fish. No, but they're sourcing yeah. the fish. They have to have, get high quality fish. You're paying not only for the dude cutting the fish. You're paying for all the work that goes into getting that particular fish there in that moment. Also, the fish is more expensive itself. Right. Yeah. You, you um, should try to make sushi. I, sh- I, I have. I think I've, I went to Whole Foods and bought sushi grade uh, or sashimi grade sushi tuna. Sushi grade sushi. Yeah, sashimi grade uh, <laughs> tuna. And uh, just cut it at home and ate it like that. That wasn't quite the same experience. <laughs> Did you see, ever see so... Uh, just me standing on my sink eating fish. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you're like a cat. Uh, there's that uh, TV show that Gordon Ramsay has, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, and he did an episode here in Austin. It's like where he goes to a restaurant that's failing and tries to help them. And um, as part of that, like when he was here in town filming, he had to do like a promo thing uh, at the local Fox affiliate to promote his, uh, the TV episode and everything. And uh, I remember watching it because I was getting ready for work or something. And uh, he came on, and he did not talk about the TV show at all. He just was like, hey, have you guys heard about this restaurant, Uchi? It's amazing. I ate there the other day. And all he did for the whole segment <laughs> was just talk about Uchi. And they're like, don't you want to talk about your TV show? Was, oh, yeah, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. So That's like the best o'clock. ad you could possibly <laughs> want. Yeah, seriously. That's really awesome. Yeah. yeah, so this place, this place we went for brunch, is a pizza place made by the guys who made Uchi. And it's really awesome. Like, I, I got this thing. There was a brisket hash. Yeah, I had that, too. Oh, did you have that? It's fucking amazing. It's like brisket, like... It's like gourmet poutine. It's, it's basically like, what it boils like down to. It's like fried egg with brisket and cheese. And slices of potato. Yeah, it was amazing. Or potato, if you're like Gavin. Yeah. What did you have, Gavin, at the lovely brunch? I had a meatball pizza. <laughs> he had pizza at the pizza place. Yeah. I felt, See, I mean, it's like I, pizza. Th- that I would like. So my problem with brunch is it's neither breakfast nor lunch. That's like, the best part of it. It's no, both. No, you leave. You're blowing really my mind right now. Satisfied. <laughs> Get the you think fuck it's neither? out of here. I think it's both. No. We're going to fight about it's this. It's like a, a pale... A pale version Look, of breakfast and a pale version of lunch. It's whatever you want it to be. It's the beauty of no, brunch. If it's if it, if you got a pizza, guess what? You ate lunch, motherfucker. I'm okay with that. Yeah, what, what I was at the brunch place. What if you got the brisket hash that had brisket and eggs? No, because that's, it, that's both breakfast and lunch. You know why? Because breakfast is bullshit. Well, I, I tried hate to find breakfast. the conversation that I had with Gavin about brunch. Yeah. You did. So not. I looked up brunch in my messages. Yeah. Way too many conversations came up that included <laughs> the word brunch. So I think I need to reevaluate. Twenty five conversations need to calm down. there. I, mean, I need to reevaluate my Although life. Although I was excited to see Becca and her kid. She had a lovely yes. little baby. There. I haven't seen her in ages. It was nice to see her. Clementine. Clement. Have you ever met Clementine before? No, never. Yeah. I've only we seen the a- hundreds and hundreds of pictures and videos of. So her Becca online. is who played. Uh, sister in Red vs. Blue. She And she was actually one of our earliest t-shirt models as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so she had a kiddo about four months ago. 
Clementine. And we, we had, had, we had some first good staring contests. Oh, that's a cute I baby. I lost all of them. That's a cute baby. It's like the yeah. perfect baby. It's like a Gerber baby. Yeah. It has baby. like a perfectly round face, giant blue eyes, and it's just like... Happy as can be. Yeah, but don't all babies have blue eyes? Look at Gus just checking out of this conversation. He's just like the blue... Babies. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Pretty cool. Hey, I don't want babies, but I can still appreciate the cuteness. You don't want kids? No, not really. Ever, ever? Yeah, oh, I, I used to when I was younger. Let's but. make a bet. You'll shit a kid out one day. You'll shit a kid. <laughs> I you'll, you'll guarantee be, you. You'll be under 747. <laughs> You're going to shit a kid around. so kid stinky. Smells, You're going to turn man. the plane around. We had a baby upside down in the bog. I like, that baby, man. Woo. I like that we're going to have a science expert on here. And so far, we've compared electricity. <laughs> electricity is heat. And Barbara's going to shit out a baby. Hey, what, what about you? You going to shit out a baby? Gavin's going to have a baby. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there should be vents on airplanes. You're, you're going to have a baby. Apparently. I almost lost a bollock. I'm not even sure anything's functional down there. It works. I, I want to take a fertility test. Like, when you, yeah. We should do one live on the podcast. I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> like, we should like have like a curtained off area where you go jerk it. Oh, I can, uh, pre, then, I can pre-do that. No, no, no. Like, like, all live on the podcast. Yeah, you have and to then, do like, it during our, our discussion. Someone, you have to hear us, too. Someone you gets the microscope it. and the count. We should absolutely personal, do this. That, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to have a question for Gavin, which was yeah. after you had your accident, which involved your testicle. Left testicle or right testicle? Have left. Ever, that? So it's your left testicle. Yeah. I feel like I knew that. Your left testicle. It's an absurdly large scar. Oh, no kidding. Because you would think it would be like this big. But the testicle at the time was like this big. Oh so they had to like God. really get in there. Could you walk? Like, or did you have to uh, open your legs? I could walk. I just walk. I looked like you I look was, like a cowboy. I looked like I was sat on a horse, but there was no horse. Oh my God. <laughs> the horse was your left nut. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and around the last stretch, his left nut. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, I wasn't winning any races. <laughs> so I'm curious. Did that, when you had that problem with your testicle, yeah. did that affect your output? Like in either volume... Or like distance. your semen output? No, Barbara. I'm wondering, you know, if he was more productive as a person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah yes. I could write really I'm fast after that. Making s- clarification for the it audience. Could've, it could have been urine. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Why yes. would it be urine? Where do you think? Why would it be semen? You're the perverted one here. You just said output. He's, He's just mad about brunch. No, no, I was being dumb. You were right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm abandoning Gus now. Don't point. let him. Don't listen. Don't make me mad <laughs> and let him avoid a question. Every time I ask a question, he makes me did, mad so he can avoid it. Did it affect your semen volume? Well, I told the story about how I couldn't, you know, monk my bean for a while. Oh, yeah. Monk your bean. Uh, like, three weeks went by. Three weeks? And uh, you know what happens if you don't do anything for three weeks. It becomes serious. Yeah, you take a plane trip to Scotland. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> a baby comes out. No, but it was weird. I told the story because it was like, I felt like it had happened in the night, and th- but nothing was happening. There was nothing happened. And then when I woke up the next morning... It all happened. So I was like, I don't know whether I was dreaming. I love, I love your use of it happened. It's happening. It happened. I just think between Ron Paul and Gavin's bedroom. It happened. It happened. So uh, we had a cool thing happen today. Uh, for, oh, first of all, we should talk about this. Um, yes. We won South by Southwest's most valuable online channel. Woo, yay. How do they determine value? Uh, we vote. People vote. Like, it's like most valuable player kind of a thing. It's just like just the best is basically what that says. Yeah. And so, so of course, I'm sure a lot of people at South by Southwest after we won that award tuned into this podcast for the first time when we talked about pooping on planes for 20 minutes straight. Mm. So, so it's got like yeah. well deserved, South by but Southwest. it has value. Yeah, but we should uh, we should thank the audience for that because it was uh, I think purely votes. I think they should thank us. No, I'm just kidding. So Absolutely, thank, you, thank you. Yeah, you thank guys you. voted. That's the kind of thing where it's like whenever there's an award where you have to like vote for it. 
I'm always very reluctant to go out to the audience and like say, "Hey, we're up for this award." Yeah, yeah I just don't like doing that. So I, yeah, I feel like like it's, there's one going on right now. And we're just not talking about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. if it's like oh, cool, if it happens, it happens. But and I know the audience will say, "You guys, oh, you guys do that occasionally, you know, or all the time. You guys did it like." Six months ago, or you guys did it a year ago, and it's like, yeah, but there's like forty other ones yeah. in between that we just don't even yeah. mention. Gotta yeah. be selective. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, don't want to ask too much. That's but really we cool. do appreciate you guys voting for that and getting us most valuable online channel at South by Southwest. It's great because it's it's a local award, I, dude. I think it's the only local award we've ever won. Oh yeah. no, no, I shouldn't say that because the Austin American Statesman, oh yeah, voted oh, yeah. Social Media Company of the Year, and then the Chronicle gave us. Best video game studio. We're gonna make. A, we're gonna think about making a video game one day. That <laughs> watch out. We, we basically we thought the about the best game ever. <laughs> right. That was that was a very weird distinction to get, especially because we know so many people who work hard in video yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, also the Ruby game is kind of like in the works right now. Yeah, it's in the works. It's in a, it's in alpha. Yeah, It'd be like winning best picture because yeah, hey, to be we're fair, working on laser team. Yeah, but a game in alpha. <laughs> a game in alpha is every game these days. Alpha. Like, how many alpha? <laughs> Said Alfred. I've, I've lived here three years. You know about my intrusive R. You know all about it. I've lived here for three years. Gavin, are you going to get mad at me for correcting you when you mispronounce something? It's not correction. You it's not correction. <laughs> I don't do like talk about your dumb accent and say how wrong it is. You know about no, see, my the, intrusive the is, R. You're outnumbered. You, Our accent is right here. You just did like five minutes ago when I said snooker. And you go, snooker. Snooker. <laughs> You got so upset with me. Do you, what do you say, Snook? And I go, yes. And you go, all right, fair play. Yeah. I mean, it's just topic of discussion. We were all doing our, our sportscaster impressions before we went live with the podcast. And I was doing NCAA basketball and football. And Gavin went to Snooker. Well, because I, I was doing, I was going, that's a bad No, he went to Snooker. Snooker. It was a sketch show reference. How's, how's Tottenham doing? I've not been keeping up with them. They're playing Man U. Oh, I don't know. I saw. You know who's doing great? Fucking Crystal Palace. Well, don't even talk Palace. to me about football. Don't even talk to me about football. You'll just ignore a text. <laughs> we're, so, we're, suppo- we're supposed to make it up. You said we're going to make it up. When? I'm waiting on you. What was our plan? I forgot what that <laughs> oh plan was. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember I'll it? show you the text message. Okay. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to... You guys were at our party. Oh, on, on I remember that. it. Yes. Yeah. We should uh, do that next week. Yes. So I, I sent... I, it's rare. Gavin and I talk a lot like we, we see each other in the office but it's rare that Gavin and I text each other like it, it just, yeah. just doesn't happen that frequently um, because of the hatred yeah because of the hatred earlier today I saw something online that I thought would be a really cool slow-mo guys thing so I uh, it was a gift yeah, yeah. I, I, I sent it to Gavin I was like this would be really cool to see in slow motion and I rep- then, like instantly he replied showing me a video he'd already filmed the exact I just, thing I just I sent so happened him. to film it two weeks before and I was like yes well, it does look cool and I should tell you what it was no it's an upcoming video Oh. Yeah, I'll put it out soon. Okay. It's a soon one. And uh, it was like instantly I got to see, like he sent me, like he filmed with his phone like a quick little preview of, uh, of the video and sent it to me. I do that all the time. Hey, if you look at the instant messaging history between me and Gavin, it's usually just me sending him a GIF of something. Yeah. I'm like, this will look great in some. We, 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 always, we talk quite a lot about stuff that I haven't filmed yet. Like, there's a picture of me holding up the giant balloon before it was inflated. Yep. It's like this big. And I'm holding it up, showing it to you. I sent a screenshot of me doing that. And your reply was, you're going to break that camera. And I was like, oh. That's yeah. at what, like 50 million views now? No. It's like 78 million 78? views. 78? Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's impossible. That's that's more than the number of people there are in the world. <laughs> it's more than the amount of people in England. <laughs> is that true? There's more than 78 million people in the UK? I think UK is like 65 million or something. Wow, that's that is than, crazy. Uh, that's more than Canada. Imagine like, that. 12,000 yeah, people in Canada. I think Canada's like 35 million or something. 30, 33 or 34. I'm million. always blown away by the stats of Canada and how pretty much everyone just lives... Right next yeah, to the border of the 90, US. I think it's 90% of the people live within 100 miles of the border. And the other 10% are fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're the cold. Other don't leave their house ever. Yeah. 
Because it's fucking cold. And there's a polar bear that. down the street waiting for them even, to come out. Even within 100 miles of the border, it's still like negative 25 in the winter. So your house, your Jewish house in Canada, how far away is that from the border? My Just house. a regular house. <laughs> Just a normal, house. everyday, uh, Well, I, my house is in house. Ottawa, Ontario, so that's probably within 100 miles. You don't know? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> no. I know Montreal. Uh, no, it must how be. How far yeah. are you to London? At your house and your place yeah, where you live, miles, I don't want to say yeah, out loud. About 48 miles. Oh, really? You're only 48 miles from London? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's not bad. That's not bad. It's about a... Well, it depends where in London. London's Is that like big. 100 kilometers? Is that right? 48 miles? 48 no. kilometers? A kilometer. It's 1.6 miles to a kilometer. One, two, oh, no. 1.6 kilometers to there a mile. There you go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay yeah. I thought I had it totally backwards. I need another one. You need another one? Someone is probably going to call me out for not knowing how many miles Ottawa is from the American border. I think that's totally normal. That's why I asked about the London another one. You can just say it and Mary will get it. <laughs> well, you guys wouldn't drive down to the U.S. for any reason. In fact, we have somebody here who came down from Canada and wanted to come to the event, yeah. and she couldn't get in because she's 19, because it's a 21 and up club. That's a boo. It is a little, it's, and it is, I was like, I'm sorry, and she's from Canada where it's like all the clubs are 18 and up, you know what I mean? So it's just like... Yeah. Well, in Quebec. In Quebec, it's 18 and up, and everywhere else, it's 19 and up. Oh, is that a French thing? I don't know. Actually, there are some provinces where it's 18 and up. I just don't know all the Because okay. when I was younger, we would always drive out to Baton Rouge or go to uh, New Orleans to go drink. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is in Louisiana. At yes. Mexico, we could drink when we were 13. At Mexico, if you could order it, you could drink it. Yeah. And then when we were 18, we could go to Louisiana to drink. Yeah. So we would go to Louisiana to drink. And then, if I recall correctly, Gus, there was some issue where the federal government said if they didn't change the 21... They were going to take away their federal funds for interstate. Right, the, their their DOT funding. Yeah, their DOT fund, Department of Transportation, uh, Transportation funding. That was like a foreign language. All that well, stuff that you just said. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> very specific to America. And yeah, UK and is just eighteen across and the I board. I think that right? happened. Yeah. Uh, like that, that Louisiana thing was. I mean, relatively speaking, not that long ago, like ninety five, ninety six, something like that. I yeah, it, it might was have like been mid nineties. Yeah, because I mean, I it, it didn't affect me because I was already twenty one. Mm-hmm. So it was like, must have been like mid late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me to think that, you know, they they were they held on to their own standard for so long. They didn't give a shit. Louisiana doesn't care, man. They are totally different. Like everything when you go into Louisiana is slightly different. Like there's no counties there. They have parishes. Oh, is that what a parish is? Yeah, a parish is a county. Oh, there's no counties in Louisiana. Don't call them that. I have a really annoying first world problem. Go ahead. Sometimes it's fun to talk about those. Bring it on. On the iPhone six plus. Yeah. Right. Because the screen is is. Is it not wider? Is it wider? It is wider. It's wider. For some reason, instead of stretching the space bar to be longer to match the screen, the enter, the go button is longer. Could I see? Which pushes the full stop over into the space bar. So whenever I search something on Safari, there's a dot between every word instead of a space. Oh, like I see. I, do, you, do you have that? When you Google something, it, you put I'm a dot. Right, I'm checking it right now. Uh, I heard that was a bug and that it's... It's they're gonna fix it in the next. Uh, oh, is that update. is that why I keep typing dots instead of spaces? Yeah, yeah like I, I imagine I can't imagine how many like if anyone at Google is monitoring searches. As soon as the iPhone six plus went out, I reckon Google were like, why does every search have dots? The thing now is, I didn't uh, a couple days ago on Reddit. I saw uh, a thread that was like. You know, the next software update's going to fix this problem. So Google searches don't look like this. And it had dots in between right. every word. And I was like, what the fuck do they mean? My, my searches don't look like that. Now I finally understand what they were talking about. Yeah, it's because I guess when I type, I use my right thumb on the very edge of the space bar. And when you're in Safari doing it, you always hit the period every I time. I want to see it. No one's showing me. Do you want Christ, me to I'll show you right now. <laughs> just say it. You're like trying to talk to them via sign language. Barbara's like... She's so, like getting tactical. Like, look at this, look at this. Bernie's just sitting here smiling at me. I'm like, <laughs> show me. <laughs> You can look it up there. So I want to address something. 
Everyone has asked oh, on Twitter. It's because right there. A couple people did ask. Why is everyone's microphone on the left and mine is on the right? It's because I'm talking to the right. Barbara's is actually on the wrong side. Oh, well, I talk to you more than them. Okay, well, that's good. See? Now you're there. Well, you out. realize that sound does this from your mouth. Yeah, I, like I could, I could I look at Gavin and still talk. On this side, because I'm talking in that direction. And my voice is going that away. Do you think if you mic'd your eye, Go ahead. would it pick up your mouth? Why not? Like Try this. it. Let's talk like this for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Can, you, Can you hear me now again? It's very faint. Okay. You do look like a pirate, though, when you do that. A pirate with a microphone over my eye? Well, you, I don't think like you know what a pirate like is. <laughs> Do you know why the pirates would wear eye patches? Yes, because they would switch it to the other eye when they would go underneath the deck so they could see better in the dark. I never heard that fact until like two years ago. I think somebody just made that I'm shit I'm convinced up. that's horse. I think horse so, too. Horse is shite. Like somebody, I think it's somebody real. at a party I have faith in humanity. came up with that. And it's brilliant, but I get the feeling that that's not actually It's true. like the whole you eat seven spiders in a year when you're asleep. Exactly right. And we all believe right. it. I mean, regular jobs have people who go from bright environments to dark environments. Why doesn't everyone wear an iPad? Yeah, but those people aren't like fighting with swords and like stealing <laughs> treasure. Yeah, <laughs> they like suddenly they ha- go they downstairs and have a fight in the underneath of the ship. I don't know. Or they might have to go down and come back up with a gun or something. <laughs> Being a pirate was hard. I don't want to discount Just the wait like two seconds And then come out Yeah but if you're In the middle of a fight The city between life and I death I like to think Fair you point. were A pirate in your previous life Gus No Being a pirate was hard No You never got that booty <laughs> <laughs> Pirates It's like a really weird thing I feel like We have this romanticized Notion of them But it's like In reality Like at the time If you saw a pirate You'd be like Ah oh, fuck I'm about to die In a horrible way Yeah, yeah you're gonna get Slit open Yeah Unless it was Johnny Depp Yeah unless you're Captain Jack Sparrow or whatever his name was. There are some few moments in movies where you think that was badass. And one of those moments is in Pirates of the Caribbean for me when he just steps off the ship like right before it sinks so casually. It's just like, that was really cool. Onto if the- I was a girl, I'd be like... <laughs> they, they did some really cool visual effect things, like the um, the sword fight on the giant wheel. That's the only thing I remember from the entire series. With the three honestly. people. Drinks, bring them on, Mario. Hey, here, Mario. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this thing here. Hold on one second. The good thing about being Hold in a bar is there hey, are drinks. Mario, Mario, Bernie. Yeah, you go ahead and read that. Okay, I'm gonna read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. Ninety percent—that's the percent of your life that you're in your underwear, and underwear gets old fast. You know that feeling of putting on old, saggy underwear? You need to know the feeling of great-fitting underwear that is two times softer than cotton. You need to know about MeUndies.com. MeUndies is the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, and it's insane how good they make you feel. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. They literally pull moisture away from your skin, so you stay cool. Uh, they have cool styles for both men and women, and they all look great. Check out the photos yourself at MeUndies.com. This quality would typically retail for two times the MeUndies price. No retail middleman means more savings for you. Uh, to make it easy, just go to MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack of them. They guarantee you're going to be happy or your first pair is free. Once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going to go back. But to get that 20% off, you have to go to MeUndies.com slash roosterteeth. I'm wearing them right now. They were a sponsor. I got, you know, they sent you know, a box with like a couple free. I cannot wear normal underwear anymore. I, have, I, I bought all MeUndies What percentage right of your life is in underwear? They say 90%. I think it's higher than 90%. Mine's way higher. Mine's like 99.9% no, in my underwear. That you're wearing underwear? Yes. I go oh, for we one had thing. This discussion. Yeah, because you wear it when you sleep. I was trying to yeah. talk, and my mic was above my head. Exactly. <laughs> I muted I'm, mine. I'm a professional. I, we have a mute button on the side of our chair if we need to cough or or say something really offensive. Do I don't it. think mine works. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. Oh, that is awful. That's. I'm sorry time. to everybody who had to hear that. So I want to introduce someone. We have a special guest here. We have, yeah, I'm uh, Bernie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> to your left, asshole. Look over there. How you doing? Hi. Nice to meet you. Sally Lepage. 
Uh, we talked the other day. We did an interview uh, yes, we did. Up, upstairs here at the same venue. And I found out during the interview that um, Sally's a PhD candidate at Oxford University. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that I thought you smarter <laughs> than anybody in like a five mile radius. At this I point. thought. I feel like we shouldn't be sitting what here anymore. What a great opportunity to have someone come and tell us how stupid we are. I would never do such a horrible thing. Bad science on so this podcast. Is this like a math equation here represented? Like, if you added up all our smartness this way, would it equal her? Well, smartness <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> or would she? I be don't think it would come close. Greater yeah. than. So yeah. I made a, I made a journal on the. I think if website, we multiply ours, and so I asked everyone to submit their greatest podcast stories about bad science. Oh, we I'm, about. I'm yeah. sure they could barely come up with anything. How hard is it to get into Oxford? Oh, you can't see it, but this thing's full. Well, obviously not that hard if I got in. Um, no, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Um, you don't know. <laughs> they should just come bring it on. Well, I mean, it's it's tough. It's one. I mean, I would say it's the top university in the UK. Um, yeah, because when I was applying for university, well, I didn't, didn't even think about Oxford, even though I lived there. But it was, you know, it's like the oh my top, God. and it's yeah. British people. British invasion. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you so, don't know where we're attacking from. So I'm obviously familiar with Oxford as being a, being a very prestigious university, but I don't know. If Oxford even has a mascot, you first have to know how to pronounce Oxford. <laughs> it's Oxford, not Oxford. Oxford. <laughs> Whatever you just said there. Snooker. Uh, so, what do you think Oxford's mascot is? But Oxford. Oxford mascot. A dictionary. No, it would. It would be. <laughs> it's an old university. Is it the oldest university? In well, the UK? this is the thing. It is the oldest English-speaking university, as far as I, I'm aware. I know. It's certainly the oldest in the UK. Okay, it's, it's a tree. The Oxford tree? Yes. I'm going to say it's like one of those things that they use to build Stonehenge. Just like one of the big tablets. An alien? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. It's like a tablet just sitting out in a field. What is Oxford's mascot? It's really disappointing. We're too old to have a mascot. Is that true? We so don't have a no mascot. mascot at That's all. That's why I thought there it was a tree. No I thought, what would they have like a thousand years ago? Because it would be probably it's just a any organized sports. <laughs> the mascot right? should be a dude inventing mascots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have He's a Latin everything. motto and we have a crest of like a shield of a crest thing, logo. Is there, is there anything on the crest? Um, That's, uh, so it's a book, and the book says the motto, which is Domina Illuminate a Mayo, I think, which is Mayo. Lord, enlighten Delicious. me. Enlighten um, me. Don't be something like that, uh, yeah. Okay. Fancy. Fair, fair play. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> their, their mascot is a uh, Latin phrase. It's a book with a yes. Latin phrase. Does Oxford at this oh. point in time have any organized sports? Does it have organized sports? Yeah, like you have like a football team. Yes. And like we have every possible team. You rugby can club and all that. So o- they're just the Oxford. Yeah, Bernie, duh. Oxford is a very large university. But what, what do you all chant? Like, books, books. Right. Books. That's <laughs> what I'm wondering. So it's like, who do you play for? I play for the Oxford well, me, guys like me. So in basically. terms of the university, so there's the Oxford-Cambridge boat race, because I'm guessing, even if you haven't really heard much of Oxford, you know that Oxford and Cambridge are big rivals. Right. And so we have the boat race. So rowing is the biggest sport, like far and away. So you have basketball and ice hockey, I think, would be your equivalent here. And it's the only collegiate level sport that people watch is the Oxford Cambridge boat race. I well, remember getting we, drunk at Henley Regatta a few times. You should pronounce it right. <laughs> I did. I I did. The Henley Regatta. <laughs> so, you know, the Ivy League schools in America basically all like to pretend that they're Oxford. So that's actually rowing is huge at our Ivy League schools. Like, yeah. Crew, right? I mean, is that they call it crew in yeah, the UK? Yeah, okay. And cocaine, right? It's big at Ivy League. <laughs> is that big at Oxford? True or false? Let us know. <laughs> so, what, what's the coke levels like at Oxford? I don't know. <laughs> you weren't expecting this, were I, you? I, I was. I didn't know so, what to say. I, I've never been off a coke at Oxford, uh, although I have been told that because there are people that study it. 
and study I know, cocaine. Yes. Nice. And the like the the chemical properties, depending on what source you get it Do from. Do they like test it themselves? Well, this or? is the thing. Well, they say that uh, so Cowley Road, which is kind of the more urban, yeah, you know, like yeah, you know Cowley Road. Um, no one else will. Apologies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Been that's there. the place if you want to get your cocaine. That's where you go. <laughs> wow, I that's have a great heard. tip. Good to know. So, Shout but, out. But I want to comment on something real fast before so we start. Going to be a PhD candidate at Oxford. Now you know where to get your. Cocaine. Can you get a yeah. degree in cocaine? I could. I mean, I already did. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, I was sitting down. I was standing out here talking with Sally, and so I was like, "You know, is there any like type of language restriction on the podcast? Is there any, are there any out of bound topics?" I said, "Listen, you can say whatever you want. It's like it's up to you. Whatever you feel comfortable saying, you're more than welcome to say it." And here we are now talking about cocaine and oxygen. We actually yep. do have a general rule at the company, which is. You can say whatever you want to on camera, but everyone also has the right to kind of veto if they've said anything that's off color or anything like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe that joke was not so good. This would be the one exception to that because this is live streamed. So Great. anything you say is straight out to the internet. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, said that. Like, There's yeah, a way to make me feel at home and relaxed <laughs> no, no and nice and easy. So PhD candidate in what field of study? So I do evolutionary biology, and I study sex, which is why I needed to check what I could say. Why don't we, yes. talk, why don't we talk about that instead of the cocaine <laughs> My stuff? My favorite topic. <laughs> Yeah, but like evolutionary sex? Is it uh, like- so I study the evolution of sexual behaviors rather than sex itself. So I only in flies. I always forget to add that it's <laughs> not in humans. It's in fruit flies. Drosophila. Sex Drosophila, in, yeah. Sex in Nailed flies. it. Sex in fruit <laughs> flies. And uh, I watch flies having sex and I bring together two big areas of evolutionary biology. There's the social evolution, which is how you're nice to your relatives. So I Yeah, right. I have... <laughs> I have filmed Drosophila shagging. Yeah, yeah, so with, that's a, what we with do. a macro lens, they're like this, and like I watched one get born from a gross little egg thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, so I do. They that have to on like inflate their head and scale. stuff. I'm not trying to quiz you here, but I'm actually genuinely curious. Yeah. How many species besides humans have sex for reasons other than procreation? Like recreational sex. Number, I don't know. Um, bonobos, for example, they're our closest cousin. They're a type of chimpanzee. Uh-huh. Their entire social structure is based on sex. Really? And so they shag to say hello. They shag to <laughs> sort out the hierarchies. I just realized shag isn't a common US word. No, no, we got no, it. We, got okay. it. we, can we have Gavin here. They're used to me. You're used so. to it. Okay. Yeah, he very rarely talks like, about shagging, though. Don't, <laughs> don't bonobos also trade food <laughs> yeah, for so, sex sometimes? So, um, so bonobos have this one of what we could call prostitution, um, which is where... So the males are the ones that go out and hunt the meat. And if the females want extra meat, then they will just shag a male um, to get some more meat in their diet. I'll give you the sandwich for a PJ. <laughs> <laughs> what about oral sex? That's a good question. Is oral sex oh, yeah. very specific to homo sapiens? Homo sapiens, way to try to class it up. Well, you, I mean, everyone's um, we're seen, talking about species here. Everyone's Look, seen that video I'm of getting the, smarter. It's going to head this way soon. You'll see. That's that video of the monkey who... Please don't mention monkey and frog. <laughs> yeah, the monkey who gobs himself off with a frog. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that counts as oral sex, though. <laughs> what does it count as? Of course, it's certainly not consensual. <laughs> right, certainly yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, but what is consensual in the animal kingdom, really? What's it? Deep. <laughs> well, they're like really deep. That is, it's a really like, good question. What humans is, invented consensual, right? That's true. I think animal... No, actually, this is a point. So I give a talk on sex in the animal world, and this is a point that I make, is that, I mean, so there are examples in penguins. So you know the penguins in the John Lewis adverts? Mm -hmm. They actually are a species of penguin called the daily penguins that have been reported to have rape and necrophilia, and their sexual behavior has been studied loads about 100 years ago by this guy that was doing some expedition in the Antarctic. Has anybody, like, gone back and checked his work? This is the thing. His work was only published... 
two years ago because it was too saucy to be published. <laughs> and he thought it was so bad, the things that he'd done, that he'd written over some of his observations of these penguins and coded it into Greek alphabet just so that it couldn't fall into the wrong hands. Oh, my God. And be offensive, buddy, potentially? So he had five papers on penguins, the last of which was, like, um, penguin sexual behaviours. And that last one was the one that was Penguins are assholes. Penguins. That's the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, pronunciation. Penguins. <laughs> but I mean, that's 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 kind of screwed up. That you 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 observe something, you know, from a scientific perspective, and you think it's too risque for the time, and you yeah. so you can't report on it. Yeah. So I mean, I immediately call his ju- judgment into question, though, if he's like writing down penguin necrophilia. Well, this like, this is what happened. So this was happening in the twenties, but then if you take it back even further, so Charles Darwin also studied a lot of, a lot of sex because I mean. Sex is really important in biology because you've got yeah. the whole surviving and reproducing. But his um, daughter Me? and his wife were the ones that were proofreading his manuscripts. And his so daughter? We, oh. Yeah, and so we think that the, one of the reasons why he doesn't actually go too much into the knowledge of sex that he almost certainly would have had the amount he was studying these animals, for example, barnacles and worms, he famously studied for years and years. I think earthworms he studied for seven years. And so he will have known about their sex habits. But he didn't write about them, and we think it was because that would have been uh, yeah. why, a bit too prudish. That's why it's like, Charles, come on. Earthworms are horny as fuck. Wait, how does a barnacle <laughs> shed? Oh, barnacles have the largest penis she relative to their right body to size that. of any really? animal. What, is yeah. it like well, bigger than their body? Yes, yeah, many, really? many t- So if you think about it, if you're stuck on a rock and there are Look no females barnacle. around you, the only there, way right? you can get it out is to have a flipping long penis <laughs> and so they have the longest penis relative to body size of any animal second to Gus yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just being like another barnacle on a rock and you just get tickled by this thing it's like ah oh, it's just some other barnacle's no, cock you're like oh there's a fly on me oh fuck <laughs> but it is like Gus I think I think I, you, you'll have to check this but I think if we scaled it up so that if you had a penis larger than a barnacle it would be about 24 foot long oh, 24 foot long you, you're, you're I'm, cock, like, I'm 25 your cock could get boost <laughs> yeah my cock's downstairs <laughs> right tired. now it's <laughs> it looks like an XLR cable. Well, you talk about like so, you know one of their barnacles hitting you with its penis, but even more insulting. Well, like I could have sex with Gus across you. Like that to me seems like you'd be like, okay, guys, just take it. knocking over all our drinks and everything. How insulting would that sleep. be? People have sex across you. They're just like, you're not. I'm gonna go for this person over here. It's like the ultimate bad roommate. You say that as like, if that hasn't happened before. So your roommate's your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> like you think your neighbors are allowed having sex? Imagine if. Like your two neighbors on opposite sides of your apartment are having sex across your apartment. You just see yeah. the, like, the windows, and there's like a dick going across the windows from the other house. Then you know, you're in Gus's apartment complex. Bar- Bar- but it does make me wonder. Like you hear about stuff like ISIS. They just went through, and I'm not exactly sure what they destroyed, but they destroyed like some kind of iconography or some religious artifact that was, uh, you know, thousands of year o- years old, but didn't agree with their current modern day theology. So they go through and destroy this stuff for all of time. They just, like, crush it, it's gone. and it's gone. And it makes me wonder, too, like, you know, how many people throughout history, scientists or whomever, made discoveries, then passed away, and the people who went through their archives then, for the benefit of that person, just removed what they considered to be sensitive material, and then we lost it's that like research and that knowledge. Selective history. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything is edited, essentially, you know? I mean, we have an edited view of history, but it makes me wonder yeah. if we've well, lost discoveries. Well, I mean, you've got the question of Fermat's last theorem, which was a oh. really famous mathematical proof. I can't remember what it was exactly that he was... X plus Y cubed equals Z cubed. There we go. Um, nerd. See that? Nailed Look at it. that. Um, and, and so <laughs> I went to math camp. 
Fermat, who was this mathematician, was reading and he wrote in the margin of his work. He said, oh yeah, I've solved this, but it's just a little bit too long to write in the margin, but I've done it. No, I think what he wrote was, I, I've discovered an elegant proof to this equation. Uh, but it's like, which is too long right. for, this for, this, for this margin. Yeah. And then dies. Wow. I'll and, get to it later. And nobody for a good 50, 60 years, everyone is trying. And I mean, they put money up for this. I think you could win millions of pounds if you could prove what Fermat was trying yeah. to prove at the end. And only eventually have they proved it. And they think that Fermat didn't have the proof after all and that he got the maths wrong. That's fantastic. <laughs> but it <laughs> drove think, the discovery of it. And I think the proof that even that they developed was not, you know, elegant. It, it was yeah, a multi-page, exactly, really long proof. Which is why they think that he got the maths wrong. Yeah, Okay, so maybe we should get to our list of questions that were provided by the audience of things that we've gotten horrifically wrong on the podcast. Have you been Have you been warned about how terrible we are at science? I well, I've been shown the list of things, which <laughs> gives me a, a little bit of an indicator. I wouldn't say ter- they're really interesting questions, actually. And bringing it back to Oxford, it's, they kind of remind me of Oxford interviews. Well, questions. here's what happens with our science: it's like four idiots. Well, I'll be I'll be idiot prime, yeah. and then it just <laughs> bounces between. To like four idiots and then into a snowball of idiocy, and that's how we come I up with these questions. I tend to stay out of it and just let it go between these three mostly. Okay, but it all stems from this one. Go- okay, uh, well today you can take charge. Yes, and we're going to involve everybody. Okay, in science. The science. All right, so I've got a list here. Like I said, I made a journal on the Rooster Teeth website, and I, I asked people for this. to submit get, their okay. uh, their favorite bad science moments from the podcast. Gave, got a list, and we're going to talk about them here. So the first oh, one, very sciencey. You look, you look good, Barbara. I wanted to feel smarter for this section of the podcast. So I'm wearing Bernie's glasses. The first one no is lenses, the first though. one was my stupid. I feel like this is the stupidest I've ever been on the podcast. Can an airplane take off on a slippery runway? AKA, could an airplane take off if it was on a treadmill and not actually moving forward? And what did you say at the time? At the time, I said no. It would be impossible. Would be impossible. He said that an, ap- an airplane couldn't take off without wheels, right? Because it needs the wheels spinning. To take off. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Right. But really, right, it's just the thrust from the jets. It could slide along ice and take off, right? So if it wanted could, to. could a, a jet take off on a treadmill? So if you've got a, an airplane on a treadmill, and this means that the airplane is being pushed backwards, but it is rolling itself forward and is staying in the same place. Basically, it's equivalent, I was, I'm not a physicist by the way, but it's equivalent to just having the wheels moving and none of the air around the aeroplane moving. <laughs> having a massive aeroplane and just some tiny wheels moving isn't going to lift a massive aeroplane. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Do you? What's if, your question? If the we should preface something very important that Sally just said. You're not a physicist. No, I am A lot of not. these are physics questions. I, I haven't even done uh, a, physi- a full physics GCSE. I did dual science at school. So you do more like biology kind very, of Very, very okay. much biology. But I can give you a good stat. But you're well, still probably way smarter than all yes, four of yeah, us. If absolutely. it makes you feel any better, we're also really horrible at sex. So you, know, <laughs> you can answer some of those questions for so us, does So that, does that count to any speed? Like, say the treadmill was 20,000 miles an hour, and somehow the plane well, still, was also going. All that's happening. Just the lack you, of air. If you change your perspective on it if you look at the plane as stationary there are no forces acting on it other than the wheel spinning around because mm-hmm. the air isn't moving around it what and about if gravity if, if the air doesn't move over the wing so this, there's no change in pressure this is the, thing. No the way that an airplane lifts is that you have air flowing underneath the wings and the shape of, means that you get thrust so okay, if there lifts, was a sorry. if there was a massive fan and the yeah. plane was still. Could it then take off without going anywhere? Mass- if, so- if you had an absolutely massive fan that was angled in the right way, then I suppose probably yes. Yes. 
So you. But have then to... you've effectively just blown an object into the air. <laughs> right. It doesn't so really. It's like out. if I send a massive blast wave at an object, will it move? Yes. So <laughs> you'd have to have like a 200 mile an hour blast blast of wind out Chances of this fan. Chances are it might move. Yeah. <laughs> The most important thing I got from that conversation is massive thrust. I was going to ask the dumbest question ever, which is if you took a, then took a massive fan and attached it to the front of the plane and blew on the plane, could the plane then take off and fly? But that's, that's basically a, what a propeller is. That's basically what a propeller is. I don't think the fan would like that very much, personally. What? Hey, take oh. a fan and play? It'd be an enormous fan. Can though, I also so say, you keep on saying the dumbest questions. Like these, they're just questions. Like That's how science works. It's Don't try to make us feel better about this. <laughs> it's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> really? Okay, well, let me let me ask you a really dumb question. The dumbest what pays a the really bills. A really interesting This question. is a really She's like a really nice question. teacher in <laughs> elementary school. So we, we had a conversation. Gavin here, who's our medical expert, said, if you were feeling sick, or like let's say you're feeling nauseous, mm-hmm. that you could tell yourself in your mind, just stop. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. Is, is that possible? Yes. It is. Is it really? Are you kidding? So, well, this is the thing. So I was thinking about this. I'm no medic. I'm just going to put a disclaimer. I don't actually know the answer to any of these questions, but I can give it a good go. So there are people that can self-hypnotize. And these people can self-hypnotize to the extent that they can have surgery. Oh, so there are I YouTube videos, I think, of people having their wisdom teeth pulled out, what? of having open chest surgery. I watched a video of a woman. She had to keep like a little ball of spit on her tongue, and she just had to concentrate on that. And they were like cutting the back of her leg open, like yeah. moving veins around and stuff. And she was just like completely conscious, not even, and her leg was open, and they were just hacking into it. Not like, you know, but Oh, my like, God. Yeah. So, corollary, or a secondary follow-up question yeah. to this. If you're dying of starvation... Let's say you're in a desert. Yeah. Sah- you're in the middle of the Sahara Desert. so specific. You're, you're dying of starvation. Yeah, the Sahara Desert won't do. It has to be the Sahara. <laughs> Ten feet in front of you, you see a sandwich. Can you live long enough knowing that there's a sandwich just barely? If you live just a little longer, you could grab the sandwich. This originated from, from like, whenever someone starves to death in the desert, yeah. they end up somewhere. Like, the guy died here. But yes. my thinking was, if he was here and saw a sandwich here... Would he have kept on living just further enough to get the sandwich, or would he have still died I right see. there? So, yes and no. So they, there are things where it's amazing what the brain can do, and they do say that if you kind of give people incentives to live, then you can kind of push that a little bit further. And there are things uh, where if you play music to people, for example, that really changes... Thing. So when people are in comas and they think, oh, no, all is lost, and they play the music and then suddenly you see brainwaves. And if you have people that have degenerate diseases, so maybe Alzheimer's, for example, if you treat them as if they don't have it, then to some extent the brain kind of compensates and they show fewer symptoms. Really? It's, it's things like brain training. This is starting to scare me. I'm starting yeah. to think I have something That's and you guys really are just acting really like I don't. So the brain is incredible. Whether it can go to the extent of starvation, I don't know. But, I mean, the brain can do some really crazy things. Because like, think of the placebo effect. Like, the placebo effect is that people think that homeopathy is amazing because it does have an effect. It's just the effect is no better than a placebo. But the placebo is still your brain changing how you feel. And that's pretty powerful thing. So, in a sense, maybe? I don't know. So, for homeopathic medicines, a lot of times they are very clear to state that these things don't do anything. Like, there's a study, and the government will say, I think the Australian Board of Medicine just recently said homeopathic remedies don't do anything. 
But is it almost in a way a little bit irresponsible to do that because you're robbing people of a very real potentially placebo effect? I'm fairly certain that there are studies that show that even if you tell people it's a placebo effect, they still feel the placebo effect. Really? I think. I don't know if it's the same strength, but I'm fairly certain that you do still get it. So I can take uh, placebo things and still get the same effect. I wonder if someone could... could, uh, could in a, in a way, instigate that. Like you're educated about the placebo effect. If someone, a doctor, a trained professional that you would trust, said, "Here's like a here's a sugar pill. This has a placebo effect that will cure your indigestion," and then you take it, even if you just like made that up on the spot. If the, if you could like induce a placebo effect for so something. So this is the big. So we got firstly the lab coat effect, which is that we're more likely to believe people in lab coats. So that if a person in a lab coat gives it to you, the placebo effect will be stronger. Really. <laughs> Another thing about the placebo effect that's really cool is two pills work better than one, even if they're sugar pills. An injection, a saline injection, works better than a pill. Um, <laughs> sur- sham surgery works. So the more invasive and the more horrible you think it is, the more benefit you think so you're going to get. I'm going to start know, wearing I, a I, lab coat. I never from now thought on. about this. So then. When people do like placebo studies, yeah. it's not just a pill every time. They, there's also injections or like a whole wide there's array. There's a whole thing, yeah. And you've got things like blue pills work better when you need to calm someone down and red pills work better when you need to spruce someone up. Um, what about if the pills are given to you by Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> I was going to make that fucking joke. From the Matrix. The, 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 oh, the yeah. yeah. Uh, then get thrown into reality. I've got to say, as I someone who... remember which one was which. As someone who wears a lab coat a lot, I feel happy with this information. I don't think anyone believes it. I was going to say, so. I need to start wearing a lab coat now from now on, no matter what. Wear a lab coat on the pod. You know, it is true, though. When you wear the lab coat on slow-mo guys, people are always marveling about how intelligent you are on slow-mo guys versus every other moment of your life when they don't but marvel at you. While you were saying this, while you were saying this, I was thinking I should also be wearing a monocle. <laughs> like, would that help as well? Because then you have a lab coat, an English accent, and, and a, a monocle. monocle. You it's, are it's, it's officially intelligent. <laughs> That's all you need. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work my way down the list here. You got it. Next one. Okay. So this one requires a little bit of setup. The, the basic question is, what is the speed of push? Oh, this is a really interesting question so, yeah. I actually know the answer to this one. <laughs> so the, 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 the setup is, if you had a pole that was one light year long, and you pushed it on one end, how long does it take the push to travel down the entire length of the pole to get to the other end? Do you know why this is such an interesting question? Because I don't know the answer. Because nobody has a one light year long pole. Not even a barnacle. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thought is, is that nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Okay? And that includes information. And it's really important that you know the universe has this speed limit on it, which is the speed of light. And so the thought was, well, if we have a, a pole that's one light year long and we pushed it and it instantaneously got pushed at the other end, mm-hmm. that would mean that information was traveling instantaneously in the time it would take light, uh, in a space that would take light a year to do. Right. Which means the information would be traveling faster than the speed of light, which wouldn't be possible. And so the reason that it's not is because actually what you're doing when you push is you're compressing the atoms in the material and sending a pressure wave all the way down the material. And pressure wave through a material is what sound is. So the pressure wave will only travel through the material at the speed of sound, and that's why it will take you much, much longer. Which, compared to the speed of light, is slow as hell. So does that mean, (laughs) say, say I have this pole that's a light year long. Right. I'm at one end like this, like ready to give it a right shove. And you're at the other end, bent over, and it's like right next to your anus. <laughs> Go like ahead. This. Let me hold the table so you don't drop that. Would you let you me have sh- my attention now? Would you let me shove it? <laughs> if I have a light year to, to figure yeah, more that than out? a light year because if it moves at the yeah. speed of sound, I mean, obviously yeah. it's not nothing's gonna happen to you. But would I have you feel? A year. Would a you light feel? Year is a year. Yeah, but right? you have more than a year. 
Would you feel weird about it? Because you're traveling at the speed of light. Oh, yeah, I have more than a year. Yeah. yeah you have, like, thousands of years. So my question is, how... Is there anywhere on Earth where you could replicate that lag? Like, could you ever observe the lag on Earth? Like, if you had well, a, if a pole that was, like, a thousand miles long, would well, it... Well, it seems to me that if I measured a pole, right, and then I pushed it and took a picture of it, the pole would be shorter in the photo. <laughs> no, look, because it's compressed. It's compressed. It's yeah. some, I guess it's compressed on an atomic level, but it seems like that measurably, if that's true at a light year, then that's true, it's a constant, so it's true at this level here's, as well. I think here's how this theory falls apart. If you had a, a thousand mile long pole, you just couldn't push it, could you? <laughs> it would just take so much effort <laughs> to push it. Not on Earth. Not on Earth. Yeah. You get a machine to push it. It wouldn't be a person. Yeah, you could like yeah. some... Some science thing. You'd have to go to <laughs> some science thing. Thanks, guys. You'd have to go to space because you couldn't. I mean, a thousand miles would it would curve. Well, with I mean, the even Earth. in space, you would shove it and you would end up like going that way, wouldn't you? Because you because it's going to be but way just, heavier than you. But no, you just like put your back up against the moon. That's how you do it in space, dude. That's how everybody just find that. a moon, put your back up. So against I'm, I'm it. pushing you, know, you that swimming thing that <laughs> like moves you around in space. That works, right? Okay, I just have a couple more, so I want to get through these. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna skip. By the one way, here. of all of our oh, death scenarios we've come up with, I would hate. More. We talked about like being stranded in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Uh, recently, being trapped in a spacesuit, flipping through space. That would. That would be the worst way to die. And just waiting for your air to rise. Just in gravity, right? Well, if you're flipping too fast, and the blood will drain from your face. Or we go up. If you're flipping like this, right? Yeah. Oh, it depends which way you're spinning. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's. Uh, but either way, you'll probably black out. Yeah, let's hope so, right? I mean, because then you're, you're in a situation where you can't actually... Do anything. You can't even kill yourself. Yeah. Not Can to you be just morbid. take off your helmet? I Orange wonder if spacesuits have some kind of, like, suicide thing built into them. Well, like a bunch you of spikes. So. <laughs> that was actually... You ever see the movie like Contact injection. with no, Jodie Foster? I haven't. I can't pronounce anything. They Foster. Uh, <laughs> they have a great moment Foster. in that film where she's going to go into this, like, experimental, like, rift-making machine that's... They never say it in the movie, but it basically makes a wormhole. Uh, and they, at the last moment, they give her a pill. And they say something that's, like, so profound but, like, so frightening at the same time. They say, you know, you could get trapped. You could be without air. Um, this will kill you instantly without pain. It's for a lot of reasons, but mainly it's for all the reasons that we can't think of. That's why you need to bring this pill with you. And it's, like, such a frightening thing. It's like, it's like when scientists are doing things and they're pushing the envelope, they're going into environments where they just don't know. What is the speed like, of push of an envelope? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. But it's like so crazy to think about that. It's like you have to you have to acknowledge the limits of where we are in our knowledge, and just realize that like we just don't know. You know what I mean? We could like when they broke the sound barrier, they just they didn't really know what would happen. You know what right. I mean? And they the thought first, it was impossible, right? And it was like if it happens, we don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, we deal with that with the 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 hadron collider, where it's like there's a lot of people going, we don't. It's going to make a micro black hole and like suck everything in and. You know, and, but we don't know. But that's why we're doing it, just to figure out what it will do. Well, we know that it won't cause a black hole. What does it make micro ones, and they just don't have the gravity? To, no, not at all. So, how did that start? Like, how does that? The, the Daily Mail. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Fair play. Yeah, okay. All right. So, question. Fundamental question. How many senses do people have? Oh shit! I don't want to be involved okay. in this conversation. I want to. I was saying first of all, this conversation has been skewed as to what I was saying. I said that there's five senses one time. I said, well, the, the five human senses. Okay. Gavin corrected me. Yeah. And he said, you're absolutely wrong. There's more than five senses. And I said, how many are there? And he goes, well, there's way more than five. And I said, first of all, a sense is an arbitrary distinction. Calling something a sense. It's not like there's a classification. Yeah, but surely a sense is well, you like, receive I, information I was... some way and it, you learn about 
So how your your surroundings? Well, you said there's from a sense of gravity, right? That was one of your classifications. Well, like you can sense which way up you are. But nobody can say how many senses there are. Even though they tell me that I'm wrong, that there's when I say there's five, everyone else says no, you're absolutely wrong. And it's well, how many other they go? Don't know, but more than five. It's like if it's a solid answer and this distinction is something that you can apply to something, then you would know when you've run out of well, senses. Well, surely it's like how many colors are there? Nope. There's nope. more than five, well, but how many are there? <laughs> I'm not saying there's you five You make a colors. valid point, Gavin. I think I do. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good no, point. No, but if like... But, listen, I mean, seriously, if you ask me... I'm trying to count in my head here, but if I said there's seven colors and you said, no, there's way more than that, you would essentially be right because you can have this refinement of colors, but guess what? There's really only seven colors. There's only, only three. three. There's only three. Right? Right. What? Even that, you could even say there's just three. There's I, three I have colors. a question. I have a question. Go ahead. What are you on about? So, but do you like, understand what, what I'm saying? giving there? context. That's like you can have everything it's the filters. Refi- it's down, the refinement right. that's arbitrary to me. I'm sorry. I'm taking away from your time. All right. So I'm yeah. just gonna, I always get upset when this comes up. So it's been a very all, heated all of this debate. debate aside, how many senses are there? So I'm... This is the point where I was told I would be having to combat your bad science. I'm going to hold my mute button. But the answer is more than five. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You guys didn't hear that, but Bernie said that's such bullshit. (laughs) You muted your thing. I didn't want to offend our guest. So, for example, we. God, it takes more than that to offend me. Um, So, we have proprioception, which is if you shut your eyes, you know where your arms are in relation to the rest of your body. And I was explaining stuff like this, like uh, like temperature and all that other stuff. He was just saying that's feel, and it's the same thing as feeling. It's a refinement of the sense of touch. Yeah, that was it. No. Okay. So, let me ask you this question How many senses are there? More than five. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Bernie. I'm with you. You and me. Right, we're but, together. I, but I mean, this is the thing. I mean, there are difficulties in how you classify things, and as humans, we do like to put things into little boxes. And as a biologist, you get into all kind of stuff with that. So, someone who studies evolution, we're like, "Oh, what's a species?" It's like you're literally trying to take something that we have shown to be on a continuum and say, "Where does it start? And where does it stop?" You're mm-hmm. always going to have problems. And with senses, I mean, you could say that sound is a special type of touch because actually it's how Absolutely. the pressure interacts with the cilia yes. in your ears. And so in that sense, it's very difficult to make the distinction between, well, what is this type of sense and what is this type of sense? But by most people's definition of interpreting the world and taking in stimuli, we have more than five. Fair enough. Well, what you're saying I totally agree with. The thing that I reject is the fact that people tell me that I'm wrong about that because that, that's the refinement that I choose to use. Right. I want you to be on every single podcast that we ever do from this point on. <laughs> Only because she's proving you right. I want you to be here instead of him. <laughs> you're like the smart person him. I've only got two more. All, All right. right. Two more here. Okay. So let's say we're here on Earth. and Let's say. <laughs> it's hard I'm, I'm, to imagine. I'm setting. So imagine that we're on a planet called okay, Earth. Okay. Think. Think. One light year away in space, a mirror magically appears. Oh, I love this question. If we look at it... How did you get onto this question? If you're looking at this mirror from a telescope on Earth... (laughs) Because we have to talk for an hour and a half. One year in the past? Do you see in the past... Well, do you see in the past at all? If you see in the past, do you see one year in the past? Or do you see two years in the past? Since it's one, two. I like this question. Could you look into the past? Two. Okay. It's like when you're looking in a mirror and you're doing your makeup and you've got to stand really, really close because what you're seeing we all know that. looks... Of course you do. <laughs> uh, what you're seeing looks to you twice as far away because you've got you, then the distance to the mirror, and what you're focusing on is the distance again oh. the other side, which is why you have actually got to kind of stand much closer to get it. 
So I, you can actually see it and focus on it. I like that explanation. Also, whenever you take okay, a picture so of yourself in the mirror, your phone is always the same size to you. Wait, what is it? What? No. <laughs> 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 no. Okay, so if you wave your phone in front of a mirror, it magically changes so size. If, if the mirror magically appeared in space, <laughs> yeah. you would have to wait. We would have to wait a year before we could see it because, because of imagine the distance. if you sent a laser, a laser beam, or a photon, a particle of light, just like that. Uh, you can imagine it taking a year to get to the mirror. You're not going to see it then. It has to bounce back for the information to come back to you. So it's take another year. Yeah. yeah. So could you see in the past? Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't we use surveillance of the past? <laughs> why don't we have this in place, ready to go? Well, it's I'm actually kind of called YouTube, where you have cameras and then stick it on the internet. Yeah, but and what you if, can watch no, things back what if from nobody was filming it? Go, oh, we'll, just bu- we'll just look in the mirror, see what happened then. But then I'll look in the mirror in June, and we'll see what happened like two years ago in June. You will have to have an infinite series of mirrors an infinite distance away to be able to... And you don't even have to start from now. But, I mean, we <laughs> yeah. see in the past when we look at yeah. stars. I'm guessing you know that. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. we would have to have mirrors at each time point that we wanted to see. Yeah, but we could set that up, and then just, the NSA could take their giant telescope and be like, oh, we need to see what happened at this date and turn to a specific... Mirror. You think the NSA has a telescope? The NSA is fucking. I mean, the NSA is great. What if you don't have a mirror? A satellite, maybe what if you just have like a mirrored sphere where I have tons of those? They sponsored this podcast. Shout out to the NSA. <laughs> but also, you I want to hear the mirrored sphere. I actually, actually I, she brought up a point that really kind of blew my mind there, which is wow. If I if I take my camera and yeah. I turn on the front facing camera, yeah, I'm not. That's a shorter distance. Like, yeah. I'm looking at that flat on the screen, the image of myself. Yeah. So, uh, my girlfriend uses hers now to look at her eyes and everything for eye makeup and stuff. So, that kind of blew my mind. I never thought as a, of a mirror as being three-dimensional, right. but this is not three-dimensional. Right, that there's depth to it. I well, never thought about that there's either. There's a right. really interesting video on YouTube by Physics Girl, which is that mirrors She's awesome. flip things as well. Well, like, you've only ever seen yourself in a mirror, but other people see different a different side yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, I did the Abraham Lincoln thing right I filmed uh, a, a video with my wife the other day we did uh, like a little gameplay video tell it was a gameplay more. tell us more video. we're about to get back in your field of study here I and uh, we, she, she was looking at the monitor of us as we we're sitting there playing uh, a video game and she said you know it looks weird something's wrong and I said well this is you know a video image this is you yeah. what you actually look like yeah it's like this is what you look like you're not looking at yourself in a mirror mm-hmm. and it was like that whole like oh yeah wow that's really weird to see yourself that way well, especially as someone who's got a side fringe like I only got that done recently it always surprises me that it goes the other way yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel you it's so shocking then it's like should I start purring it the other way exactly. so that, that's <laughs> it looks like what, what I think see? it looks like <laughs> yeah. you guys don't what do you think about like when your cock goes one way I don't think about it very often. In the mirror, I'm always shocked. I'm like, what? Hanging left? Where is it? How did that happen? I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. Okay. All right, we got it. We're going to end with a big one. Which is better, Celsius or Fahrenheit, a.k.a. metric or imperial? No, no, wait. Let's... All right, go ahead. You can answer the question without any kind of bias. Kelvin. As a Brit, Celsius. Way better. As a scientist, Kelvin. Fahrenheit, nowhere to be seen. Well, here's God, I've, haven't, I've, been, here. I've been talking about barbecues and robots and stuff for these videos I've been making in America for GE, and they've been talking me at things at me in Fahrenheit. I don't even have a perception of what things well, are. Well, it doesn't make it's any goddamn right? sense. sense. I, I, I was a big Celsius believer until I heard Bernie's explanation of I why Fahrenheit is I presented my case better. for Fahrenheit. What was your case again? May I present my case for Fahrenheit? 
Keep I'm going to okay. counter at yours immediately after you finish talking. Well, actually, finish actually, actually before you say it, can I say what I think your argument might be? What would it be? So the zero Fahrenheit is cold outside, 100 Fahrenheit is warm outside, and therefore that's the most mm. important temperatures for people. No, more so, I mean, we agree that the scale of zero to 100 is something that we just lock onto as yeah. humans, right? That that's an important scale. Yeah. So if you look at the Fahrenheit scale from zero to 100, it's the survivable temperatures of human beings. That if you get above 100 degrees, you're in trouble of dying. And if you're in an environment that's below zero degrees Fahrenheit, you're in very great danger what of dying. What happens if you got a jumper? What's that? What happens if you got a jumper or a sweater? Did you guys switch place? <laughs> yeah, I was like, a what? <laughs> and even like, uh, you know, when I look at the, the, the useful scale of Celsius, it's very useful from zero degrees up to about like 45. And then there's pretty much nothing between 45 and 100. Yeah, but you could use the exact same ar- argument for 212 is boiling in Fahrenheit, correct? Which I realize is arbitrary. So enough. between 100 and 212... There's nothing. Right, but we're focusing but we, on the zero right, to 100. And so we don't use those very often. And Why more, do you have to focus there's on zero There's more precision between zero and 100 than there is between zero and 45. I'm just saying that for everyday people, for using a temperature scale, they're going to use the here's, degrees of Fahrenheit here's the way I every see day. It. I have a nest at home. Yeah. It's stuck in Fahrenheit because of Meg. The difference between 74 degrees and 75 degrees Bollocks. Huge. Absolutely Huge, nothing. huge difference. Are you having a laugh? Let me tell you, you something. Let me tell you laugh. something. If my, my, you know when it matters? When you're in a relationship. My nest at home in the summer, I have an air conditioner set to 76. I'm so confused. If, Why do you have nests? A nest is a, uh, a digital thermostat. It's a brand. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're not Control it via your smartphone. <laughs> so our, 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 in the summer, our thermostat is set to 76. If I move our thermostat to 77, my wife is basically like, why is it so hot in here? What happened? You know, and she can tell that seventy-six to seventy-seven difference. There you is seventy-six. That's, so that's my house. Yeah. That's fucking hot. I'm so wow. I don't want to like spend money on, turn up on fucking electricity. Oh well, I guess in the summertime maybe. But right. Yeah. That's what, but in the in the in the winter, I'll set it to like, I don't know, I don't want to set it to seventy. Yeah. Okay. And then if I set it to sixty-nine, I, this, then hey, it's freezing wait. cold. I heard no. the saddest no. conversation the other day, which is Michael keeps. Lindsay and Michael's apartment freezing cold. It is the coldest place in the universe in Michael and Lindsay's apartment. One time I had a bet with my wife. One winter, we said, let's play a game of chicken. Let's see how far in the winter we can get before one of us wants to turn the heater on. We got all the way to like mid-January, like freezing, like multiple levels of like cush of uh of comforters and what did you bet did you bet money no was it was just like oh i'm fine yeah i don't i don't need the heater <laughs> i like that it was a probably really good for the environment no, and then, like in the middle of, of winter it's like 45 degrees in our house in the middle of the night and i'm like can we please just both give up now well uh, all the houses here are made that's of, like you losing by the way yeah, yeah i lost i every, lost every house in austin is made of like Plywood. You must wood. have to see your. You must have see your breath. My house is actually made of wood here. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Bizarre. My yeah. house is made of wood. So, what house in the UK made of? Like stacked Brick. Probably bricks, stone, yeah. like grass, grass roofs, and Brick. like Gra- grass roofs and clouds. Thatch is very old. Jude uh, Law's teeth. Carve them into huh? the hills. Jude Law's teeth. Jude Law's teeth. What does that even mean? Jude Law's hair. That's why it's slowly so, going away. Oh, it's a great yeah. Jude Law movie though. I gotta say, like we did a lot of stuff this week with Spy, the movie which is coming out, and I got tickets to go see the premiere. Melissa McCarthy might be one of the funniest people on the planet. That movie was hilarious. She's funniest snobs. Totally mismarketed as a Jason Statham movie, though. It's totally a Melissa McCarthy movie, and it's fucking funny. I watched Fast and... No, I watched Furious 7. And then, what'd you think? 
I liked it. I didn't like it. I mean, they're ridiculous movies. How was the stuff like after Paul Walker died? Can you tell the difference? I could. I, I saw it with Dan and Meg. I could definitely tell the shots that he was already dead for. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because they just shot the movie. It, it's really interesting how the filmmaking was different. Like, they had to keep shooting him from either really wide or, like, he was in shadow. And there were a few shots where they had to CG his face. Like, because they used his brothers as doubles. They would CG Paul Walker's face onto his brother. And to me, it was, like, way into the Uncanny Valley territory of just, like, it looks slightly off, but you don't know why. But it was impressive what they did. It was really, like, it gets by. Paul Walker actually brings up a point that happened earlier this year. Sal, you have a YouTube channel as well. I do. Do you want to tell people what it is? Uh, which camera do I look at so I can do the shameless plug? There you okay, go, right let's go, there. This one here. Yeah. Okay, shameless plug. My YouTube channel is called Shed Science, and you can find it at youtube.com forward slash Shed Science. And um, because I'm here with GE, I should also say that I'm making videos on their channel, although I don't know the URL of it. It's, Sorry, uh, the, series is called, the series is called Fiction Fast Forward. The series is called Fiction Fast Forward. There are going to be several series on it, though. So if you like movies and robots and trains and stuff, go to GE's channel, Ooh, which I Sure, like, audience does love. If you like sex and evolution and animals and behavior, go to my channel. So there the, we go. And Shameless plug over. The Thank first you. fiction fast forward. I'm, I'm going to continue. Okay. Plug. First fiction fast forward episode is about uh, robotics, artificial intelligence, yep. specifically with Chappie on the film Chappie. Yes. And uh, that comes out this week sometime. No, oh, it, it, comes it already came out, didn't tomorrow. it? What day is it today? Today's so Monday. Con- today is Monday. Okay. I've been doing so many interviews for this thing. I've lost what day it is. Uh, so it comes out tomorrow. Okay. Great. I thought so, Chappie already came out. Oh, the, 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 the movie Chappie is already yeah. out, but the video about the science behind Chappie Smoke bomb. is mine. What do you think is the biggest threat to humanity? Other humans. Wait, 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 wait. Did Bernie's <laughs> oh, argument his about Fahrenheit yeah, can I, persuade can I you at all? That, oh, yeah, sure. I'm sorry. We got um, off topic. That's a load of bull. I'm going to get my mute button going again. <laughs> I'm going to get my mute button ready, too. Yeah. Because saying that that's the survivable range for a human. Well, humans can survive depending on what human you are, what mutations you have, affects what temperatures you can survive at. And also, we're not exactly in the age where none of us have clothes or heating or air conditioning anymore. (laughs) I think it takes that into account, though. But let me say, these temperature standards were not developed in the time when we had... A what lot do you mean? of the, you uh, think uh, we, we didn't have, we didn't have, we didn't have the, the modern heating that we have now. Yeah, you put do, a coat on. You do realize that clothing is the reason you can look at clothing to see when. Oh, sorry, Gavin, fuck. how cold is it? Rock. <laughs> <laughs> we can use when um, pubic lice and head lice diverge to see when clothes evolve. You can. Man, is, all of us can. <laughs> that is how old clothing is. Wow. Okay. Because that's when we started to lose the hair on our bodies, so and so when, our head and our pubic region became different. When it's hot in summer, places. why don't we all get naked? I mean, we um, can. It's legal here in Texas. Not all of us. Is it really? Let's just put you, it that a, way. a woman could be topless any place a man could be topless. In, as in long Austin. as she's not creating a disturbance. Really? So I is mean, she, it's, it's not up to. to her, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, you can't have like pasties on. Like I like how you. Flipping them around. Why would that be a disturbance? I like how you immediately knew that like caveat. Because have you had this discussion before? Like Esther's like, look, never anywhere, and you're like, nope, don't create a disturbance. Didn't you have a, a week where you saw like two separate homeless oh, tits? <laughs> I saw a lot of homeless tits. Gus has a problem where uh, homeless people will like either come on to him or accuse him of, of attacking them. Yeah, there was a woman who was regularly outside of our old office downtown, and Gus would walk out the door and she would scream, "That's the guy that attacked no, me!" No, 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 the word attack. no, no. What she said was, she came up to me and was like. I remember you. You raped me once, violently. 
I was like, I don't know you, woman. I've never seen you in <laughs> oh my, my life. People, people in the street would stop and look and be like, what? Oh <laughs> this my is God. like this. Yeah. What's more worrying is that people saw that and didn't think to intervene. No, well, I was oh, dressed like a normal America? person and she was dressed like a crazy person. <laughs> so uh, that helped me out. Would anybody in the UK intervene in a situation like that? Oh no, got to mind. Oh, don't make a fuss, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't possibly. Don't but even make eye contact. Another time, I was, uh, I was in the office. I was still sitting at my desk. And I picked up my phone. I called my wife. And I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm leaving the office. And she said, oh. Great oh, conversation there with your wife. Yeah, and I, I want to talk to you about something. So we started talking. And I'm walking down. I walk down the stairs. Uh, walk out into the street. And another homeless woman gets right in front of me. And it's like, she was really short. So she's like trying to stare at me in the face. <laughs> and I, I put the phone in. like, can I help you? And she said, you can't ignore me. Don't pretend like you're on the phone. And I was like, I was on the phone before I walked out, before I saw you. And she said, yeah, you can't ignore me. And she kicked me in the shins and took oh. off running. I was like, what just happened? I just, nice. I just got assaulted. Nice. I, I never had Why these interactions. What happened to you? I don't know. And what, then she what ran about off. You? Gus has a very offensive face. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody in the UK ever like seeing a situation on the street and intervening to like stop that. I, think I, I think I know what it is. I think you have a look. That says you may have been homeless once. <laughs> at one well, point. at the time, that's when I had you're gone like, like a year and a half without a haircut. Remember you're that? You're a contemporary. You're my, like a colleague. Yeah. yeah and I imagine oh, yeah, the worst thing to right. homeless people is homeless people who have become successful. <laughs> right? Right? They're sellouts. <laughs> like, it's like, what happened to Billy? Ah, uh, he got a home. <laughs> what a fucking sellout. He's not less anymore. That, he yeah. stayed on someone's couch. He wasn't committed that to That is the closest cause. I've come to spitting out a beer uh-huh. on the podcast. Ever. I heard you giggle in my ear. When Gavin amazing. came over from the UK one time, we were in an elevator in a public parking garage, and we went up five floors. Sorry, let me translate that. You were in a lift in a, a car park. There we go, exactly. <laughs> and we had, go, we had to go up uh, five floors, six metric floors, and uh, <laughs> we were in the elevator going up, and there was somebody else in the elevator with us, and Texas is... It's a little different than the rest of America as well. Every, people you don't know will just start talking to you. So the person oh, yeah, next to people us... people do that. Like, I mean, they did that in New York when I was yeah. back in there. I hate it. Yeah. It's I can't really, deal with it's it. It's really weird. Well, I quite like it. But I just don't know whether I should talk back or not. Like, do they actually want to start a conversation? They're they're talking to you. Yeah. I think they genuinely do. <laughs> okay. It was the worst experience of his life. They struck up a conversation and Gavin just stared straight ahead while I talked to them. And then the person got off the elevator and Gavin was, what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you, strange. Are you used to it now after living here for three years? I mean, I'm used to it. I'm not comfortable with it. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, just yesterday, so I was coming back late at night with a friend and this guy, I'm guessing homeless, to follow on from the theme, just started serenading me. There's, and it's so different. There's a there's a homeless guy who hangs out on Congress a lot, and uh, he's always at a bus stop, but he's not waiting for the bus. He just sits there and he's got giant headphones on. Oh, that guy's not waiting for the bus? No, and he's just like he <laughs> just does out. this. He just like. like he makes me wonder how and many homeless people there are that are just way happier than people in really high paid jobs, and I think it's a lot. Homeless people don't care about anything. Let me we as long as they can live. We'll pose these questions sometimes. Would you give up, like, your higher cognitive functions No. if you could be happy, like, blissfully happy well, like, every... bliss. No, I'm just talking, like, unbelievably blissfully happy. Would like, you remember your previous existence? What you were like before well, the I assume if you give cognitive ability up, you don't. Like, your higher stuff. Like, I'm just saying, like, you're not, you, you, you'd still be a functioning adult. I don't think I would. You would just lose all your oh, books. Oh, let's say, let's say, what if... Like you, all those, all the horrible stuff that leads to like depression and well, like our ability to analyze. Let's our own say existence. this. What if I could clap my hands and you're a dog? 
What does that mean? You're super happy all the time. Wait, he's going to lick his own anus. Yeah. Except right? if you need to go to the bathroom and no one's letting but you But you don't remember anything else. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't want to be on a level like a dog. I'm not talking that low of a level. Okay, okay. I'm talking just like, you Between know. a dog and a human. Uh, let's say like. Wide range. What, like 80 IQ. Let's just say that for a range. Would you give that up if you could be blissfully happy oh, all the time? come on. Don't use IQ. IQ is an awful way of measuring. All right. I'm just trying to come up with some kind of measurement here. I don't think I would. I don't no, even let know let me, my let, me, let me read this other thing here. Potato chips, they're not good for you. Do what I do. Get delicious, wholesome snacks at naturebox.com. Naturebox gives me hundreds of snacks. I mean, delicious snacks. And I don't feel guilty about eating them because they're better for me. They've got zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. Zero grams trans fats and no high fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks with no added sugar and without gluten ingredients. So in, in the afternoon slump when I'm hungry and irritable, here's what I do. Grab peanut butter nom noms from Nature Box or baked sweet potato fries or dark cocoa almonds. They're so good and they're so much better for you than other snack options out there. And I want to give you the chance to try Nature Box for free with a trial box featuring five of the most popular snacks. So free snacks. To start your free trial, go to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. Stay full, stay strong, do what I do, start snacking smarter. Go to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. Get a free trial box of delicious snacks. You're welcome. There's enough of a generation gap between me yeah, and my why father. Why do you have? Lenses? Oh, I normally wear glasses, but when we're under lights. I don't. Because I don't have lenses in them, so they don't have reflections. But you still feel like you need the frames around your face. I'm trying to seem smart. I, I have, I have the answer to your I normally question. have glasses. It's part of the look. The, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have the. I have the answer to question. He's from Austin. True. Right. Austin. Everybody I, here is a hipster. In I also level. had to shave because we did some reshoots for our movie, Laser Team, in theaters hopefully in August. Trailer, oh, trailer out today. Trailer available now. So I had to shave for it. I normally wear a beard. So without my glasses or my <laughs> wear beard. wear a beard. I wear a beard, yeah. Without my <laughs> glasses. choose my beard for this morning. <laughs> it usually matches like my pocket square or something like that. But without my beard or my glasses, I would be pretty much unrecognizable. You'd be just a normal person. So here's a problem that I have. This, I don't know if this is an evolutionary biology question. I have a problem, and I don't know what it is. I never look the same in two photos. And even me as a person, I recognize that. And people always tell me that I don't look the same. And well, I absolutely acknowledge that this is a weird thing. That's just the same as your, like, infinite variables thing of, like, you can't physically look identical. Actually, two. there are only three looks that you have. That- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, everybody. Are you serious? Perfect answer. It's a joke. No, it's a joke from the three colors of light. Keep up here, Barb. Uh, Come on, Barb. <laughs> so, okay. More I, margaritas. Bonus question, then. I wasn't going to ask this one. People in the first Laser Team teaser, people didn't know until today that I was in the movie. What? Oh, wow. I, I had people tweeting at me saying, oh, I didn't know that was you. In the well, f- I mean, it was, what? it was me, Michael Colton, and Seth Rogen. Frank. <laughs> Beardless but Frank. I mean, your name was in everything. No, but that- it, it's not everybody. But it's a selection of people who are just like, oh, I didn't realize until the teaser today that you're the guy that was in the trailer. Trailer. The teaser trailer. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. That's actually like yeah. a compliment, I think. No, I, I listen. I did a lot of work to not look like myself. Yeah. Yeah. So follow up question. Bonus question time. Wow. I wasn't going to ask this one. Is this one. double or nothing? This double this or nothing? All the marbles. What do I win by the end? By, by, by the way, you the win. You win a margarita. You win a leave. Drunkenness. Have the, have the award right there. Um, Bernie says yes. If we lock him in a room with a tiger. He could beat the tiger up. No, no, listen, you're getting it wrong again. All I'm saying is... Oh, he's on the laptop. This is not that this is bad science, just that you are woefully misunderstood. No, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that <laughs> if you put me... Not, I'm not saying animals are in the water, because I'm clearly out of class there. <laughs> I'm saying that a tiger or a lion or something like that, that tiger or lion would not kill me. Do like, you have anything? Like a knife or no, a No, no, no. That's not what no, you said. No, just his bare hands. You said you could find any hands. animal on land and win. Like not win. Arms. Winning to me is not being eaten by the animal, killed and eaten by the animal. Do we agree with that? 
If I can get the okay, in, also I don't think you can do that. Also, but be, okay. I never said locked in a room because if I'm locked in a room, you did. You said lock me in a room. It locked me in this conference room right now with a tiger. Those were your words. Do you think you could be? I a would hippo? open the door. <laughs> do you see that video of the hippo chasing the boat? You that, would. You would be demolished a, by a, a hippo. water animal. Hippo. <laughs> I said no water animal. Not water animal. I said no water animal. So lion, it can tiger, walk hippo, hippo was on land. Nah, hippo. that's a water animal. No, it isn't. I could get away from a hippo on land. Go, try me. No, no, you could not get away from a hippo on land. Do it all the time. <laughs> Have you seen that hippo video? Yeah, it does. When it goes under the water and it disappears. Yeah, that's frightening. What about an octopus? You see the video? It's of the octopus a, it's a But that's water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All these water animals. I a shark? I'm not, I admit, a shark would kill me. A tiger. Tiger. You'd be dead. No, you'd I got be it. so. I know so. so dead. We have so a scientist fucked. telling us that you'd be dead. You don't think that you, as intelligent as you are, that you would stand a chance at fighting a tiger no. if you're caught in jail. Well, here's why I think we don't stand a chance. So, so but there are certain tribes. In, there's one tribe I think in Africa where they. The way that they get their meat is they let the lions hunt the meat and then they go up towards the lions as a group of people and just kind of charge at it. The lions get scared. They steal some of the meat and run away, leaving some of it for the lions. But one of the things is there are lots of them and they're in a big open space. If you can imagine that you're locked in a room... I'm not locking myself in a room, first of all. You said that. It's in the animated adventure. If you are locked in a room with a big cat... Even if you can scare it to begin with, it's gonna get hungrier. Right, that's You're what I'm saying. Locked in a room, need no. To sleep. If I'm locked in a room, I'm saying I can get out of the room. Have you seen Life of Pi? <laughs> yeah, I have seen Life. It, of Pi. No, but to yeah. be fair, you are if, the zebra in Life of Pi. A zebra. Even I've never heard zebra before. I like I've that. I've never heard zebra either. Yeah, I've heard Zed. Do but you I've feel heard better zebra. when you hear zebra? It's a joy to the ears. <laughs> but even if it wasn't based on like endurance and you having to sleep, even if you just went like one v one with a tiger right now fight to the death it would just go for your throat probably right and you would do this it would rip your arms off and then eat your throat like what what, what at what point are you gonna do anything you're gonna we, punch us we teeth? even have examples of no, this the what? romans fought lions they had nets and spears and still the lions what, could no, sometimes let, let, kill let's ask, the, yeah they could what, sometimes what, is, what was your strategy eyes and throat I got it. It would yeah, just bite your so fucking face off. I'm not what, saying what, what I'm I, gonna get hurt. What I said was a house cat <laughs> will fuck you up to the point where you don't want to touch it anymore. A house cat might fuck me up a little bit, but it's not gonna get very far. A tiger is like a hundred times a house cat. I, I gave it. my kitten a bath. It turned into the Tasmanian devil. It became <laughs> dust. My toothbrush was just flying around the room. The clo- I'm not the, the, the lion tiger doesn't even bother me a little bit. The thing that bothers me is like a silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear. Like that that's, those are that's, both land animals. That's though. really tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Did you see that video a couple weeks ago on Reddit where these people are like in a Jeep driving, it's, I think like along a beach or a trail or something, and there's this bear running alongside them, this giant bear, and it's hauling ass. It must be doing like 35 miles an hour. If I remember the video correctly, it was stuck like they had carved a road through a mountain, so there was like sheer rock wall on either side, so the bear had to like run all the way down it along the side of the road in order to get away. Yes. And they're matching pace with it in a vehicle. Yeah. That bear is hauling ass down that down that trail. It I never think of a bear fast. being a fast animal. Very fast. I never think of a bear hauling ass. Yeah. <laughs> the bear was hauling many asses. It just has a bag of ass and just hauling it. Yeah. Dragging it along. I don't know if it's because I'm sitting closer to her, but I feel like the purpose of this podcast was to prove me wrong the entire time. Why do I feel like that? No, I think no, no, it's no, because no, no. you're we, the most wrong. We, we, start, s- we started with the airplane thing, which was my bad. Yeah, why don't we start with that? Okay. That was like Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Did we prove me wrong at any point? 
Yeah, you're awful. No, we did. No, well, no we, we we actually reinforced you. We talked about uh, if you're feeling sick, can you make yourself stop? The mirror thing. The sandwich. Uh, speed of push. You're going to be very popular with which, the audience because they always get mad at us I for making fun of Gavin. It's going to be three against two for Celsius versus, Fer- versus I, I saw many though. tweets that were like, oh, my God, they actually have a scientist <laughs> <laughs> talking about science yeah. uh, on the podcast. People have been begging us for a very long time to get someone who actually knows. This should be an annual about. thing. We'll come up with a bunch more yeah. in the next year. Do it. South by Southwest. Hey, so when do you finish your studies? Or can you even predict that? At this uh, time? Planning to be 2017. 2017. That's yeah. the future. And then what will take place after your studies? Will you go into that field or do you think you'll stay in like informational entertainment? So that's a very good question if my supervisor's watching. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so I don't know yet whether I'll stay in academia, but I'm definitely going to do an awful lot more science communication. Right. Like the aim cool. is kind of to have a science communication career and whether I do academia on the side, I haven't decided yet. All right. See how the PhD enough. goes. Yeah. Well, life is fluid. You'll figure it out as you go. But by the time you finish your studies, who knows what the like communication landscape will even look like. Exactly. I mean, so I've got another two and a half years in my PhD. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe YouTube would have died. Maybe we'll all be on Mars. Goodness knows. <laughs> in, two in two years? In two years. The fruit flies will have taken over Mars tube. Yeah. And so you think the biggest threat to humanity is other humans? Yes. A common, either other humans or... Infectious disease, which probably will be because of antibiotic resistance, which in itself is other That's terrifying. That is terrifying to me, antibiotic Do you think we're ever going to become zombies? Like, do you think the, like, the idea of zombies is possible at any point in time? So, there's the argument... We, there's the argument that you've, we've got cat ladies as a kind of zombie. Oh. You've oh, got okay. a toxoplasma parasite inside your brain which changes your behavior. So in that Christ. sense, you're kind of, So what, what? there are lots of parasites that change your brain. So a cat what, lady what, what, isn't just a creepy old woman so they, with a cat I think or a bunch think of cats. I think that it's between something like in the region of 20 and 30% of people are infected with this toxoplasma. Worldwide? Yeah. I just women or everyone? No, I, I don't know how it breaks down. Because I know, I know there's that thing with like cat litter and pregnant women and it only affects women and stuff like that. That's toxoplasmosis, which is a the the thing that actually kills somebody. The by the toxoplasma. But this, uh, this parasite will actually modify so it, it, your behavior. So, it comes, so it's found in other animals, and in other animals it will change their behavior. And then people found it in humans, and it hasn't been studied that much, but they think it might change your behavior, but they're not sure. But in other mammals that it infects, it definitely changes their what behavior. What about it changes their reactions to cats so that it actually makes them easier to be killed by cats? Yeah. How do it's you a, get it's a benefit it? to the cat? How do you get it out? Because uh, I, I have it. Yeah, you probably do. I rub my cat all over myself. But you have one cat. <laughs> all over? I always kiss his head. Who doesn't? All over. I'm always like, oh. What about uh, like cordyceps? What? So cordyceps are the, the fungus that sometimes take over ants. Oh, those ones, yeah. Could, David Attenborough Conceivably, like, could cordyceps ever mutate to the point where... Like in the Last of Us video game where cordyceps could infect humans I and knew take you were over That video would game. be a huge leap. Ants, brains, and... Well, it's not just ants, human. though. There's, like, one different species of cordyceps for, for every, each, like... Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, in terms of being able to stay alive, because, I mean, if you think they've got the exoskeleton... I mean, there are hundreds of parasites that do it. The really creepy ones are the wasps which lay their eggs inside of maggots or caterpillars 
and then you get there's a wonderful video where they've managed to get a camera inside one of these maggots that has these wasp larvae <laughs> eating it out from the inside wow eating, eating the guts out. first and then eating just the bits of the brain that are left so oh just oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> so that um and then the caterpillar starts building this silk nest to protect the wasp larvae. And then when the wasp larvae burst through the sides of the caterpillar, the caterpillar is still just alive enough to protect these wasp larvae from anything that wants to eat them. So it has their own zombie bodyguard. That's disgusting. I regret I actually, asking this question. The mental image I got at the beginning of that was someone like shoving a GoPro down a manga. <laughs> I was just reminded of my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are we, are, we all, are we all done? We're at about, we're at about time to wrap up. So uh, well, I want to thank everyone for watching. Should we plug uh, a few would... things that came out today? Oh, go ahead. We got a, uh, the Laser Team teaser trailer. Or no, no the actual team trailer. trailer. The first trailer. The first trailer. And then we have, uh, we announced that RTX tickets will be going on sale on Wednesday as oh, well. Yes. I totally missed that we announced that. Yes. So we're selling RTX tickets for 2015. What is the date of August RTX? 7th to 9th. August 7th to 9th. Tickets go on sale. Wednesday. What time? 3 p.m. Central. 3 p.m. Central. Is that, are we currently minus 6 GMT? Minus 5, I believe. We're kind of, yeah, You're daylight minus savings. Five, but by the end of this month, you will be minus 6. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm okay. at that crazy period in time where my family aren't asleep when I want to call them. Oh. Okay, so we're minus 5 right now. The one yeah. hour. And, uh, it makes a difference. Yeah. And, of course, Fiction Fast Forward, which uh, premieres tomorrow. With, yeah, uh, Fiction Fast Forward, Fast Forward tomorrow, and there'll be more stuff going up on GE, and, yeah, stuff going up on my channel eventually. Hopefully. Cool. Sally, awesome. thank you for joining us. It was an absolute joy to have you on the yeah, podcast. It was lovely chatting. And right. uh, thanks everyone for watching. We'll be back on Wednesday with the patch, uh, Thursday with On the Spot, and again next Monday with another episode of Archie Podcast. So bye from South by Southwest. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks bye. for watching. I love you. No, you don't. I like you a lot.